From WBEZ Chicago, this is Written Inside, stories about prison cells. Today, learning to play piano without a piano. The U.S. incarcerates over 2 million people, more than anywhere else in the world. What does it mean to be locked up, confined to a small space, for 10 or 20 or 30 years? How does one get by? Last February, Chicago-based author and journalist Alex Kotlowitz visited a class at Stateville Correctional Center, a maximum security prison just an hour south of Chicago. The teacher was Alex's Northwestern University colleague, Jennifer Lackey. The 15 men in the class are all serving long sentences, all for violent crimes. Alex went there to talk with them about storytelling and asked them to do an in-class exercise to describe their prison cell. Alex was so taken by what they wrote that he offered to work with them over the coming months on short essays about their cells, which for most had been their home for over two decades. These stories, adapted from that work, speak to everyday life in prison, to how one gets by. Today's story is written by Demetrius Cunningham. It's called A Silent Piano. On my bottom bunk bed, I sat in deep thought. I had an unusual problem. The prison choir that I sang in needed a piano player, and they needed one quickly. I thought to myself, how could I teach myself to play? I had no prior experience with the piano, but as a boy, I was infatuated with the instrument. I can still remember running down the hallways of my grandmother's house. Every time I ran past her old upright piano, I would slam all the keys down at the same time. Sometimes, in the mornings before school, I listened to cassette tapes of my favorite R&B and gospel songs by Mary J. Blige and John P. Key. I imagined myself playing the piano. In the sixth grade, I learned to play the xylophone. Music has been my constant companion. It's like my DNA has tiny quarter notes infused into it. One day while I was watching TV in my cell, I flipped past the show on BET with the gospel singer Andre Crouch, who described his first piano. He said it was made out of cardboard. I had an idea that was literally out of the box. The first moment I could, I searched for a cardboard box. I wandered by cells, examining the garbage. I rummaged through every trash bag I could find. I soon realized that it was tissue day. Every Tuesday, the institution hands out hundreds of rolls of tissues, one roll per inmate. I knew that there would be plenty of cardboard boxes around. I found a large, empty one abandoned at the end of the gallery of cells. I tore off the top flaps and quickly went back to my cell. In church, I had taken measurements of the keyboard. So I cut a piece from the cardboard box. But it wasn't long enough. I needed 76 keys to mimic the prison's piano so I stapled two sections of cardboard together. I then took 10 sheets of white typing paper and wrapped it around the cardboard. For the white keys, I used a black pen to outline them. For the black keys, I cut small rectangles out of black construction paper. I attached the keys with clear packing tape. By now, my cardboard piano looked so realistic that an officer walking past doing count did a double take. 
He was so taken aback by my piano that he walked straight into a wall. He asked to see me play, which I did, and he laughed good-heartedly. Music, even imaginary music, does that to people. Now came the hard part. I had to somehow take the music in my head and make it real. I asked my mother to send me some beginner's piano books. The first few weeks, I mainly focused on scales. But I got really frustrated. The books that I had were too basic, and I only had access to the real piano for one hour on Sundays. So I called home again and asked my mother to send some professional books on chords, on harmony, and on music theory. She also threw in a piano for dummies book just for fun. I studied these books day and night, carrying them everywhere I went, to the yard, to the chow hall, and to choir practice. Someone in the choir gave me the nickname Kirk Franklin, after the gospel musician. Even the guards came to call me that, and one guard asked me how she could get her son involved in music. I positioned my practice space at the end of my bunk bed. I was fortunate to have the bottom bunk because I could sit on my small property box like a piano bench. I folded my mattress on itself and then placed the piano on the steel bed frame. For hours at a time, I would practice finger positions and chords. Sometimes I would hum the sound of the keys as I tapped on the cardboard. I had one silly ask, only partly joking, Do you need me to call a psych doctor for you? Every time I got a new cellmate, I would warn him. Don't be alarmed, I'd say. I have a cardboard piano that I play. I had one silly ask me to teach him. First, I showed him that music is alive and always moving. But when we sat down on our bunk beds to learn the mechanics, he lacked the focus and imagination to learn on the cardboard piano. He lasted only a couple of weeks. I, on the other hand, practiced for hours on end, to the point where I developed calluses on my fingers. Every couple of months, I needed to make a new piano because of the wear and tear from my practice sessions. After going through five keyboards, I made a heavy-duty one by tripling the materials. It lasted over five years. I was making progress. Every Sunday I got to try what I learned on a real piano, but I'd be so nervous that my hands would shake so much that I'd hit the wrong keys. To hide my mistakes, I'd play softly and let the voices of the choir cover it up. I preferred playing the cardboard piano in the privacy of my cell. I discovered the formulas and equations to many of my favorite songs. Take, for instance, the song Ribbon in the Sky by Stevie Wonder. This song starts with a one, two, three chord progression. Once I figured this out, I could use it in other keys. I felt like a musical chemist, experimenting with all types of chord progressions.
I was recently transferred to Pinckneyville Correctional Center. The move was unexpected. As soon as I arrived there, I saw many familiar faces from my old prison. They told me that the church choir needed a director and a piano player. I took both jobs. After I played the first church service, I told them about how I learned music. They got excited. Now I sit in my cell, on a box, next to my bunk bed composing music and building cardboard pianos for three other inmates who have accepted the pedagogy of the cardboard piano. A Silent Piano was written by Demetrius Cunningham and read by actor Sean Paris. Next time on Written Inside, a story about roaches. It was as if they were having a town hall meeting. It unnerved me at first because usually with light, roaches scatter. But these roaches stood their ground. Written Inside is a production of WBEZ Chicago. The stories were gathered and edited by Alex Kotlowitz with help from Jennifer Lackey. The producer is Colin McNulty. The executive producers are Joel Meyer and Ben Calhoun. Special thanks to Joe Dassault, our digital editor, Trisha Bobita, and our intern, Brady Guy. If you want to hear more about this project, go to our website, wbez.org slash written inside.